And you know what's wild? I've never even had lice. Hey roaches, I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week for the show, I take a guest secondhand shopping. After we gather a thrift haul, we record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome back to Thrifty Podcast. I'm your host, Toddy Tondera, and with Thrifty Podcast, this evening, this is the first time that I've actually recorded it on a Tuesday night because I am a creature of habit. I usually record it the second half of the week, but I'm joined by Neon Brainiac's own Greg Harrington. Welcome back to the show, Greg, with two Gs. Feels great to be back. I've just recorded just the other day, and now I'm recording again, and I know that that's a frequent podcaster thing. I can't record more than one episode in one night. I'll, I'll put myself on blast on the main. I can't do it. I know the Neon Brainiacs do it. We've been known to bank some episodes, and it's it's sometimes tough, especially if you're, uh, if you're battling uh, mental illness. Technical difficulties technical, is where I was going. Okay, that's where you were I, going. <laughs> you're on the right track. <laughs> Um, technical yeah. illness. Yeah. yeah. Technical illness. illness of any kind, even physical illness. And Greg, this is your second time on Thrifty Podcast. It's been about uh, about a year, maybe a little less. Yeah, I think it was around this time last year mm-hmm. that uh, I was I was in the attic. A little, yeah, a little different setup. Uh, a little different setup in these days. We have uh, <laughs> our, our own little Thrifty studios now. But yeah, I used to record in a very hot attic. Uh, I lived with a very weird man who had a nice dog. Who had a nice dog. But um, thanks for coming back. But yeah, Neon Brainiacs for those unfamiliar we are sort of in the same podcast network that's yet to be named or yet to have infrastructure podcast circle i guess as of right now but uh tell the tell the folks and new listeners about neon brainiacs well uh neon brainiacs is a show i do uh with my buddy ben deedles a local filmmaker and musician uh where we talk about uh 80s horror movies um we'll basically you know do a beep beat by beat breakdown uh give some ratings do a couple segments up front suggest some other movies and just you know be and a couple idiots in, you're on everything pretty much wherever you're gonna find podcasts except for spotify because i cannot get them to approve us <laughs> yo i'm glad you said that okay so thrifty is on spotify mm-hmm. weird thing about that you probably had the same issue that I've had. I tried to get Thrifty on Spotify like three or four different times, and I failed all the times. And then randomly somebody hit me up and was like, do you know that Thrifty is on Spotify? And I was like, 
yes <laughs> sure <laughs> but that's how thrifty got on spotify so don't give up on neon brainiacs it might just appear there one day i think i can live without it but i'm doing that weird thing where you're looking out the window every few seconds for the mailman for that mm-hmm. special package or <laughs> i'll check it every couple of days and the only thing that comes up is uh the episode i did with our uh, our buddy brian howe on his podcast start the beat with sykes yep own brian howe on that too the man's seo is tremendous insane right <laughs> but start the beat with sykes that's who are kind of networked with too out of, yeah. out of western pennsylvania here um, but we went out thrifting, as Thrifty the Podcast sometimes does, right? Occasionally. Occasionally. And I wanted to to make it very Greg-centric today. I'm um, honored. I, I'm honored <laughs> to have you. So with you being a movie buff, um, you do a movie podcast as well. Um, I wanted to give you something that I've actually been sending pictures of you to you, you about. Have. And that's the Night of the Living Dead t-shirt, which I think is going to fit you like a glove. I'm no- certainly hoping so because I don't need I don't need any uh, more negative uh, body image stuff going on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I kind of sized it up, and it's, it's a little bit too husky for me, but this was a thrift find for earlier in the week, but this is a Night of the Living Dead t-shirt for Greg Brainiac himself. And that's a little gift from Thrifty for just being on the show. It's beautiful, man. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. Now, Night of the Living Dead is one of your favorite movies, I take it? Um, I'm a fan. Um, I have some controversial opinions on it. I'd um, love to hear them. Uh, the 1990 remake directed by Tom Savini, mm-hmm. uh, I think, holds my attention a little more. Really? Because, um, you know, it was 1990. It's got some great special effects. Uh, it's in color. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I definitely appreciate and have watched the original many, many times. Uh, we've been to the cemetery multiple yep. times. Um, uh, my wife, Sarah is also here, not on mic, but is hanging out. <laughs> She's here. She's just drinking tea. An audience of one today. An audience of one, baby. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I like it a lot. Don't know it's, if it's my favorite. I do mm-hmm. like Dawn of the Dead an awful lot. You seem like a Dawn guy. I also grew up 10 minutes away from Monroeville Mall. You so. do seem like a Dawn guy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. And and for folks unaware, uh, Night of the Living Dead is originally a horror film from 1968. Um, it's written and directed by George A. Ramiro. And the story follows seven people who are trapped in a rural farmhouse in western Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. um, not too far from here. Which And then the farmhouse is besieged by living dead monsters. And correct me if I'm wrong, but they never call them zombies in that film. Correct. See that? I know something. But uh, that shirt isn't vintage, but it definitely is badass. It's the Night of the Living Dead print. It's a black shirt white graphics and then you got the lime green night of the living dead right on top of it it's so sick i mean this could have been made yesterday and it would still be just as sick Mm -hmm. and so that would be the the first piece from the thrift hall today moving on to something that we both attempted to kind of figure out a little bit i have in half a package sort of where did i put that did i put that by you the we're looking at Boogeyman 2. Ah, yes. It was by my boogie feet. <laughs> Boogeyman 2. Um, this is actually from... It was shot in 1981. It was released in 1983. And a quick fun fact about Boogeyman 2. Um, some of these covers 
have one O in Boogeyman, and others have two O's in Boogeyman, and nobody seems to know why. They are kind of interchangeable. Um, mm-hmm. I think if you watch Halloween, the original uh, John Carpenter film with the uh, closed captioning on, I believe anytime the word Boogeyman is said, mm-hmm. one O. Yeah. So I feel like it's kind of interchangeable. And I'm not sure if the um, each packaging is a little bit different, but when I was researching this cover, and the cover of Boogeyman 2 has a like a boogie hand and like a face, a bloody face in the boogie hand. That's and a great yeah, cover. It's a sick ass cover. And some of them have one O, some of them have two O's. This one is a two O'er, which unfortunately isn't the more collectible one. Yeah, figures. So, but this actually released in 1992 off of Gemstone. So this isn't the first pressing of Boogeyman 2, but it is an early pressing of Boogeyman 2. It apparently is a dog shit movie because I, uh, on the way home from work today, I was doing a little digging on it. 2.0 2.0 out of 10 mm-hmm. on IMDb out of like almost 900 reviews. So it must not be very good. Well, the reason for that, and it's universally hated, mm. which when I was on your podcast, Neon Brainiacs, that was The Hills Have Eyes to because yes. we did that on your show, which you could check out. I'm on that one. But I believe that's going to be up this Wednesday. This Wednesday, The Hills Have Eyes to Neon Brainiacs featuring me. Mm-hmm. So I thought that I would have you on during another number two of a film series that absolute dog shit as well, too. Number two definitely uh, sums up both of those movies, apparently. And the universal opinion of why Boogeyman 2 is bad is apparently the director, Bruce Pern. He was a disgruntled director, and he was unable to receive any type of fundings for any of his other ideas. Hmm. And so people thought that the reason, like, he would get funding to make horror films. So he tried to tank his own career in horror because he wanted to get funding for his other films. And that's the universal internet opinion of why that sucks. That's kind of the, uh, I don't like having to do work at work, so I'm going to just... Burn the place down. I, I'm going to work very poorly so no one asks me to do shit. So that was the concept behind this, or that's what people have said. And in the early 90s, I guess um, he wanted to work on something similar again. So they edited some edited some other bonus footage and like put it in the film. Yeah, there and- is a Boogeyman three i also believe and people said that's even worse i don't doubt it (laughs) so they just rebooted the whole damn thing and they were like fuck it like and um i now interesting thing the new boogeyman films the new boogeyman 2 it's like from 2007 2008 i actually saw it in theaters with my very own dad. Wow. Okay. And it's more rare than you'd think because I saw two movies in theaters with my dad ever. That and also Tom Green's Freddy Got Fingered. A modern classic. Modern Tom <laughs> Green classic. I grew up a Tom Green head Same. personally. Same. Um, wow, we should talk about that sometime. Daddy, would you like some sausage? I fucking love Tom Green, dude. He's kind of tight. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I haven't watched anything of his in quite some time, so I don't know if it would 
still hold up at 32 as it did when I was in like middle school, but I'd be willing to give it a go. At 31, I'll tell you, it doesn't, but okay. I love it. I love <laughs> it. Maybe when I get to 32, even worse, but there's still something when I watch Tom Green that I could see like the concepts that he was trying to go for, this like absurdist comedy. The Kaufman-esque nature of his stuff. Right. And what I like, the concepts are great. I, I like the execution, but it's like it it he just like kind of like redoes the same joke over and over in the same sketch. Yeah. So the first time he does it, it's like I'm pissing myself. Right. And by the third time he goes over and retraces the same joke in the same sketch, the pee is already dried up. I've got no pee left. But by the fifth time, wet again. Are is your bladder re-energized and ready to go? Yeah. Yep, and then I'm peeing again. See? See, that's how you get things moving down there and drying up at the same time. <laughs> so that's Boogeyman 2. Um, this one actually retails for about 10 bucks. this VHS, but it has, uh, yeah, it has the plastic wrap still on it, but obviously with the, with the tape, it, it does come out. Somebody has watched it before, but it's pretty clean. And I'm going to add it to my VHS collection, which uh, Greg and I, we, we both have. You yes, have, we do. I saw yours for the first time the other day. You did. It, there are some cool pieces in it. I'm trying really hard not to be totally distracted. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, we have podcast night at the Tolma number two. And hopefully better than Boogeyman 2. <laughs> hopefully better than Boogeyman 2, but I know the Brainiac boys were looking at my tapes during that. So if there's anything that you need that I have, don't bring it. I'll just give it to you. Okay. I'll just give it to okay. you while you're here. Um, so marching down the line for our thrift haul today, uh, this piece I actually got this morning before you got to the outlet as well. Um, it is ridiculous. You were teasing this earlier. I'm yeah, very interested. And I want, I almost, I almost like blew it and showed you it before the show, but it is a, like a powder blue t-shirt from 1984 and on it, it reads, and I quote, and I'll pass it over so you could see it. Crawfish have it made. They get their tails pinched and their heads sucked. Oh no! <laughs> and that's what it, and that's, and that's what it says, what and is, that's what it says, brother. What is this for? I have absolutely no idea what it's for. It's pragmatic <laughs> purpose. It does fit me. And when I picked that up at the outlet, somebody was like, "Who made that?" And I was like, "Men, obviously." Uh, yeah. Like, men did it. I'm just saying, you know, we're getting into April. Uh, summer's around the corner. I smell Kennywood outfit. Kennywood <laughs> outfit time, baby. Right? You pair that with some loud shorts, you're good to go. But only, like, the most disturbed white man would sexualize, like, killing and eating a crawfish. Yeah, that checks out. It's tail pinched and their heads sucked. That's so fucking, <laughs> like, it's just so fucking wild. Like, why would anyone say that sentence? And on a powder baby blue. Uh-huh. Interesting choice. Now, it's uncomfortable even saying out loud. And I have that thing sometimes that, like, when you're looking at stuff at the outlet, I'm just, like, talking out loud. So my friend Shane was actually there this morning and uh, they and I were, were hanging out and like I just pick up the shirt and like at this tone, I start reading it out loud. <laughs> and by the end of the sentence, I was like, fuck, Why I did just, I like, say that said out loud? something weird. Yeah. 
I just said something weird, and now everyone knows that I said something weird. Well, see, that's a life hack. If mm-hmm. you say a sentence and it doesn't feel natural coming out of your mouth, put it on a T-shirt. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> just don't say it ever again. But put it on no, a T-shirt. No, you put it on a baby blue T-shirt and uh, become a millionaire, apparently. <laughs> so um, it does fit me. I did put it on. Um, I don't know. Um, just throwing it out there. Crawfish coming up, you know. <laughs> Uh, the next piece today is a strange sweatshirt. So I tried to do some weird, unique cover art for everything. So the back of this next piece is actually going to be on the cover art of it. It's a gray sweatshirt. On the front, it has a tombstone. It has your typical hand reaching from the grave, Greg. And it says R.I.P. Gar. Okay. G-A-R on the front. On the back, check out this, like, really cool art on the back of this. Whoa. And what we have here, it says in drippy, creepy font, like Goosebumps font, good deeds in green. And then it says on the back, will bring your carpet back to life. And then you see a white boy with a vacuum cleaner (laughs) cleaning the fuck out of a carpet and then, like, gooey creepy ghosty zombie people hanging in the carpet we even got a skeleton on the vacuum it looks like you even got a little uh guest appearance by the nun from the movie the nun the nun <laughs> makes a guess i didn't even notice the nun although i'm gonna guess this has probably not been made in the last like six to eight months no no um, so blumhouse might have some uh explaining to do the tag says 2003 oh there you go so the nun lifted from the good deeds carpet cleaning, <laughs> but it's just from like, uh, I don't know, it's obviously homemade, but the gimmick of being like the spooky carpet cleaners. I like it. You like it? I do. Sarah says no. <laughs> <laughs> the spooky carpet cleaners. Um, so this was the next piece that I had for the thrift haul. I'm into it, man. And um, this, I will actually, I'm going to wear this this weekend, WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, baby. I will be wearing it during WrestleMania. <laughs> um, so the episode itself, I'm going to be editing on a Megabus. Never edited on a Megabus before. Uh, funny story. The only time I was on a Megabus, uh, we were headed to New York City. And uh, I decided to try to watch uh, the Peter Jackson film Bad Taste on my laptop Mm. while sitting in one of the booth seats facing every other passenger. Zonked right out because it was super early in the morning and uh, woke up to see a guy mean mugging me because I was snoring really loud. (laughs) Yo, was it me? (laughs) uh, I think I would have remembered, but he he looked... uh, a little different. Yeah, a little little uh, a little different. A little different. Yeah. Was he wearing a black choker? <laughs> <laughs> Gonna guess probably not because what? I would have been like we should be friends. Yeah. Um but I usually when I travel, I'm one of those idiots that can't sleep. I'm like that idiot in the friend group that always talks about how <laughs> they can't sleep when they travel. And so I've come prepared this time to to do some editing and um the last time I took a bus trip, I almost like did I, I almost just freaked myself out too much because I couldn't I couldn't sleep. Yeah. So then I popped like four fake Xanaxes 
and then I couldn't stand up, and I was oh, like, no. oh, my God. And then I still didn't get to sleep. Yeah. By fake, I mean, like, generic. They were prescription. Right. <laughs> they were prescription, like, like generic Xanax, and usually I take two, and I was like, I'll take four. And I was like, yikers, not going to do that. And I still don't get to sleep. Maybe I need five. <laughs> Maybe. Just just keep upping it until something happens. Just keep upping it. <laughs> um, but since you were on the show this week, Greg, and um, we had uh, my thrift, thrift haul, I would love to go over your thrift haul as well. Yeah, I didn't really know what to expect because um, usually when we go to the uh, official thrifty outlet, um, we're there on like a Saturday afternoon and it is a uh, pandemonium, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, Tuesday night, pleasantly surprised. Ended up walking away with a 2011 Mill Creek entertainment triple feature DVD. And this one goes out to my boy, Ben Deedles. Ben Deedles of neon brainiacs fame. It's an earnest triple feature mm-hmm. featuring Ernest goes to camp. Ernest Scared Stupid, which we have talked about on our podcast, and Ernest Goes to Jail. You said it like he's going to be mad at you for finding that. You said I think it like he's a, just going to be disappointed he didn't come with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's – he hasn't been out with Thrifty before. Nope. I don't think so. Next nope. time. And then you have a collection of Berenstein Bear books as well. Yes, I do, which is funny. Uh, I'll plug uh, another friend's podcast, uh, The Moth Boys, who are uh, two-thirds of it is uh, my boys Mike and Matt Shang. Uh, we're actually just talking about uh, the Mandela Effect, and the Berenstain Bears came up during the conversation. Mm-hmm. So I ended up walking away with three of these. I definitely saw more. But I didn't start grabbing them at first, and then when I circled the wagons, I was just I couldn't track them all down. But two of these I had when I was a kid. I ended up going with the Berenstain Bears Go to the Doctor, Berenstain Bears and the Bad Dream, and the Berenstain Bears and the Truth, which uh, looks like it's about a little broken lamp there. A little oh, so somebody maybe a little uh, little lies going on be- mm-hmm. in the Bear family there. Somebody had to fess up to that broken lamp. A little bit. There was also a, a, a fan, a, a fellow fan of the Berenstain Bears there. Right behind us in line. Right behind at the checkout. And you guys were talking about the Bears a little bit together. She ended up grabbing a copy of Go to the Doctor. There were two Go to the Doctors there? There were. I ended up putting the other one back because this one was in a little better shape. And she's like, I bought this for my grandkid. Oh, I should have taken a picture. How sick would it have been for the cover art if it was you and a, like a stranger? It would have been up. adorable. It would have been the best. <laughs> Next time. And then you got uh, a, a scary book, huh? I have saved the best for last. So we were just out at the uh, newer outlet in town on Saturday, and I found the third installment of this series, this very well-known soon-to-be film series. Uh, I found an original copy of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which has the original cover uh, with the Stephen Gamble uh, illustrations mm-hmm. here. And uh, yeah, and and have you seen the trailer? I'm assuming you have. I have. It looks fantastic. See, I liked it too, and people in my circle have been poo-pooing it. Yeah, I feel like now I don't know if it's just because everybody's got like a loud voice as far as social media goes or what, but mm-hmm. even with like the new Pet Cemetery adaptation, you get about half and half of people like I'm really looking forward to this, and the other half is just like. This is fucking bullshit. Bah. Yeah. And so I'm pretty excited for that as well. 
So you said you have the third installment, and then today when you were thrifting with me, is that the first installment? It is. The third installment, uh, The Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark 3 that I found on Saturday was a 2011 uh, release that doesn't have the original illustrations. So that's even further back. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. That would probably be the late nineties if I could. Uh, hmm. Oh, this is a, uh, first Harper edition, 1986. That's from 1986. I guess this was first published in 81. It looks like, cause that's the earliest copyright in here. So that's something we didn't know. I thought that was going to be from the nineties. That's even older. Yeah. I thought this like premiered when, you know, we were in elementary school. Nope. It didn't. It premiered way before that. Look so at that. We all we all learned something today. A little hidden gem in the hidden gem itself. This thing is older than all of us sitting in this room. All of us sitting in this room. Crazy I bet shit. I bet Tom Green doesn't hold up to that book even less than us, you know? Yeah, you might try older. to hump it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was our thrift haul. Uh, we got like a little spooky thrift haul. Got some weird ass clothes. Got that stuff. And since Greg, you're on the show. I actually made a segment just for you, and I'm not sure if it's going to sink or swim, and that's the way we do things on Thrifty. The fact that it's it's personally tailored to me, you get a big swim out of me. Big swim? So you're no water wings? You're in? Nope. I'm 100% in. So I'm going to call this one Night of the Living Greg. <laughs> Love it. So um, I just came across some... Um, scary movies some horror movies that were kind of obscure and i wasn't sure if you saw them if you didn't see them so i was going to read you the title of three horror movies okay and if you know the movie tell me what it's tell me what it's about if you don't know the movie try to guess what it's about and i'll tell <laughs> you and I'll tell you what it is about, actually. I like this. <laughs> so see if you could get any of these movies. If you don't, tell me what it's about, and I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. So this first film, and I'll give you the year, the director, all that fun stuff at the end. Cool. Blood on Satan's Claw. Blood mm. on Satan's Claw. Have you seen or heard Blood on Satan's Claw? Greg Harrington of the Neon Brainiacs. Mm-hmm. This sounds like something pre-80s. This might be 60s or 70s, possibly Italian. Mm. Uh, dealing with uh, the occult. Ooh, okay, okay. Possibly a little bit of a Rosemary's Baby scenario. Okay. A without little... the shady director. Yeah, okay. A little bit, a little bit. You're getting warmer. Okay. I'll give you the year, Greg Harrington of the Neon Brainiacs. It is 1971 this comes from. Ooh, nice. And it was by directed by Piers Haggard. Hmm. And this movie is actually about 17th century England. And there is a small town uh, filled with a lot of children. And as it uh, the movie progresses, slowly the children uh, convert into a coven of devil worshippers. And by the end... They're like loving the devil, brother. Uh, I'm pretty sure that just checked off every box for the Harrington family here. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought. The Harringtons could have seen this before. And uh, I love covens and I love evil children. So you were almost correct. 
you I, was, were, I was in the ballpark. Were, yeah, you were in the ballpark. I had a that. seat. So that's uh, Blood on Satan's Claw, 1971, Pierce Haggard from 17th century England. A bunch of kids worshiping the devil. Tight. Yeah, pretty sick. The next one, I for some reason... No, you know what? The last one I'm going to read, I think you did see. Okay. This one we'll see. You spying on my letterboxed account. I'm spying on <laughs> your letterbox account. That's what actually, yeah. Next film, Greg. What is the film from beyond? Oh, I've 110% seen this. Ooh, okay. We okay. just covered this on Neon Brainiacs with Brian Howe as a special guest in January. Okay, perfect. This is a 1986 film by Yo. Stuart Gordon. Yo, you're reading my notes, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Through the paper. Uh, starring uh-huh. Jeffrey Combs, Barbara Crampton, Ken Foray. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically about uh, a... Like kind of a scientist uh, mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Creates something called the... Uh, I can't remember the name of the machine. The Resonator. Resonator, that's it. The Resonator. Uh, that basically sends you into another dimension. It's uh, loosely based on an H.P. Lovecraft short story. That's correct. Uh, where basically, you know, it's a kind of a addiction to power mm-hmm. kind of deal where you kind of push the envelope too far and end up uh, summoning these weird uh you know translucent eels that bite the shit out of your uh out of your face see i should have known that because with neon brainiacs you gentlemen take a look at 80s horror mm-hmm. and everything in the decade you've seen at least once and that's I'm why working on it that's why night of the living greg exists on thrifty <laughs> podcast tonight the third one i've seen and um tell me greg what is Audition. Audition, a uh, 1999 Japanese film. Get out of here. (laughs) I have not seen this. Okay, okay. I read a lot of synopses. I do. So, like, if it spoils it, it doesn't mean you're not going to watch it. Right. Uh, You're not going to get a lot of cinematography and uh, special effects work from reading a Wikipedia article. No. So, you'll be able to appreciate that. Right. So, So, what is it about? Uh, I believe it is about a uh, rich Japanese businessman that is uh, holding auditions for a girlfriend or a secretary or More something or like less. that. More or less, yeah. Weird sex stuff, too. And uh, eventually uh, he comes across a, a young woman that uh, kind of fucks him up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Kind mm-hmm. of, uh, I believe there's some piano wire work in there. I wrote, a widower takes... Uh, takes an offer to screen girls at a special audition. The one he fancies, she appears to be different than what he thought. So that's like my own Todd version of that. So you got two out of three for Night of the Living Greg. Also, nice going with that because it doesn't give too much away. No. Yeah, see? You have to to heat it up. Heat it up, heat it up, and then let everybody else eat. And you You know know what? Eventually... I will have seen three out of three of those. Okay, perfect. Because I'm very intrigued by Blood on Satan's Claw. Blood on Satan's Claw from 1971. But that was Night of the Living Greg. It wasn't too bad, right? I'm just saying, if that's going to be a normal segment anytime I'm on, call me up. What if <laughs> What if it's a normal segment when you're not on? That might get a little muddy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the first act of the show. Um, that was our thrift haul. Played some games. Uh, now, when we come back, a very competitive game, Greg, mm-hmm. that you're aware of called Vintage versus Modern. And you said that when you listen to the show, and Josh is normally on, you look at it as like your parents are fighting. It gets a little heated. 
gets a little heated, yeah. But uh, after these commercial breaks, we'll be back with Vintage versus Modern. Stick around. Hey ghouls, I'm Sarah. And I'm Amanda. And we host Ghoul on Ghoul, a supernatural, sex-positive horror comedy podcast that features first-person encounters with the paranormal. Do you get horny for Bigfoot? Do you think the Mothman statue in Point Pleasant, West Virginia has a tight butt? Oh, does he? It really does. <laughs> Google it. Google anyway, it. so if you are horny for ghosts, ghouls, vampires, UFOs, all things spooky and creepy, you should probably listen to Ghoul and Ghoul. You can listen on Libsyn, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. If you want to know what we're all about, you can find us on social media, Twitter, and Instagram at Ghoul at School Pod. We're also on Facebook. So if you want us to scare your pants off, take a listen to Ghoul and Ghoul. Goodbye. Hey, Sykes here, and I just want to take a quick moment to tell you about my show, Start the Beat. It's a podcast about independent artists for independent artists. Each episode highlights different humans from all walks of life and their individual stories about inspiration, determination, struggle, and so much more. Dive into the fantastic minds of these amazing people, absorb some useful knowledge, and expand your perspective on the world around you. It's like really important and stuff, or whatever. Curated, produced, and hosted by me, Sykes. Start the Beat is part of the Ethicast family, and you can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Subscribe today and never miss a beat. Back from commercial break, and we were just reminiscing about growing up, um, just talking about uh, the kid in my grade school. Um, I was a poor kid, and there was that one kid who had a CD burner that would burn me M&M CDs for 10 bucks a pop. And I guess I find out that Greg was the CD burning kid. I was, but I didn't have the confidence of your uh, your bootlegger because mm-hmm. I I wasn't charging ten bucks. I didn't have that kind of confidence. Were you charging like a five spot? Or? It was five. Yeah, maybe it, you know I'd give you three or four if I liked you. After a while, after I did business with him for a bit because I was giving him some money for the mm-hmm. burn CDs, he actually offered me a little discount later on that if. He, I was in front of him in the lunch line that I he would I would let him cut me. Wow, what a deal for you. What a deal for me. <laughs> so I was like he could cut in front of me, but little did I I mean obviously I knew, but little did I think about that means he was cutting the whole line. Mm-hmm. So then I actually got the heat from that. Oh yeah. The kid didn't. The kid who was burning the CDs didn't get the heat from it. I did because I was like, brother Get up front. Thank you for the Marshall <laughs> Mathers LP. I gave you $30. Take my spot, too. Yeah, so that was that. But we're going to get right into it in the second act of the show in a segment we like to call Thrifties Vintage versus Modern. Vintage versus Modern. Now, for new listeners to the show, Vintage versus Modern we take one object and compare its vintage value to its modern counterpart to see which item holds more value. And we look at eBay.com, the website, 
to see what's out there and see which item is more money. Now, I had promised you that I have two of the weirdest vintage versus modern objects, and I promise you again that I do. <laughs> I double promise. So you're going to have to tell me which is more expensive, which value holds up, vintage versus modern. What say you, the first item, <laughs> the first item on vintage versus modern, a lice comb. Oh, no. <laughs> a lice comb. So the vintage lice comb is two-sided. Okay. It is uh, two by four inches. And it's known for its great egg removal. <laughs> so it's a deep, it's a deep one. Oh, um, no. So that's the vintage lice comb, two sided. It's two by four, and it's good for egg removal. By the way, it's red. Okay. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for that detail. <laughs> okay, it's red. Um, versus the modern lice comb. The modern lice comb is two-sided much like all combs but this one is two by six mm. and in the description i would assume it's some type of foam that you put in your hair before you do this but in the description of this modern lice comb which is also red it says put the cream in first okay then comb so this is cream first then comb See all this Tom Green talk? It's got my mind in the gutter now. Yeah. Uh, so vintage versus modern Greg lice comb. Now, let me ask a question. Yes, uh, you can ask qualifying questions. Are these new and or sealed? Neither. Yikes. Neither. <laughs> so these are used. These are used. Hmm. Both of them. Well, presumably used. Because it doesn't say new, it doesn't say like in a box, it doesn't say anything like that, like or whatever, or whatever a, a comb comes in a sleeve. So maybe a they sheath, are possibly, yeah, sheath possibly. <laughs> maybe they are new, but there's no indication that they're new. Now I'll say this: obviously, these two are both highly effective. Yes, because the owner is parting with them because they no longer need them. Mm-hmm. So mm -hmm. they work. They both work. They have to work. Or do you like? Do you get fed up with it? Maybe you just go through lice combs and you're like, "Fuck, fuck it, this. I just have lice now." Yeah, <laughs> like put it on eBay. <laughs> so I, I, I'm assuming they were used because it didn't say new. They are both red, so maybe red is a strange, color. a strange detail, but a detail nonetheless. Yeah. Um, so lice comb, vintage versus modern. What say you? I'm really vamping because uh, just for comedic effect, because I, I have really no no uh, no grounds for for anything scientific here. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna say I have a a slight hunch these are both under ten dollars. But okay, okay, I will say the modern is more expensive by three dollars. So you're going the modern lice comb over the vintage by three dollars. Yes. My uh, before we get to the final answer, I had a friend that had leg lice. Oh no! In uh, as an adult, 
as an adult had oh, leg that's lice. Terrible. It was like in his twenties. He was just going through like a field that was like in somewhere in central Pennsylvania. Yeah. And he was going through a field and he got lice in his leg hair. And he obviously like that's not easy to do. So yeah. he he didn't realize that he had lice in his oh, leg hair no. because like he was just like, Why am I like what's going on? Because you never think like Got oh, lice got on li- my legs. <laughs> yeah, I got lice in my legs. So um, he had to like shave all his body hair, except, well, actually, except for his hair on his head. Because Jesus Christ. the doctor was just like, you never know how far they're crawling. So he oh. just, he just, anyway, he sucks. He lived to tell the tale. He's oh, okay. that's good. So you said modern by $3? Yes. So the vintage lice comb is $5. Okay, so my hunch was right. So you feeling like I'm feeling a little confident. Yeah. And you're right. One out of one for Greg, the modern seven dollars. Ooh, I was pretty damn close. You were very good on that. Look at me. Very good on that. See, and I And you know what's wild? I've never even had lice. Yeah, well, I uh, guess what? If you do, I think you're gonna have it under control. I know how much I'm spending. <laughs> so you almost you almost gave that one a perfect score. You were just Would that have been a first? Um, has anyone ever nailed one? Like that's 100%? the closest. Somebody has gotten within $2 Ooh. and you have tied them. Look at me. And you said before the show, you're not going to get any right. So you have Feel a vintage a versus modern for me. I do. I assembled this at work. And, uh, just in case there was any witness tampering, I did staple this shut. <laughs> you stapled it shut. See, you're competitive too. See Maybe that? <laughs> stapled. The Stable shut. Room. Okay, okay. Just in case. Okay. So, uh, as this episode drops, you are currently at WrestleMania. I'm currently at WrestleMania right now, as this episode is playing for the listeners. So both of my uh, both of my items here, uh, number one and number two. Oh, you have two items. I, well, yes. Okay. Uh, the 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 first round uh, highly on brand for you. The mm-hmm. second brand highly. Uh, the second round highly on brand for me. Cool. Okay. So, as I'm a guest, I will start with the one that's highly on brand for Thrifty. Mm-hmm. We've got WrestleMania programs. WrestleMania programs. Okay. I should get this. I'm, I should. I'm rooting for you here. I should get this. <laughs> I it, Honestly, if I don't get it, I'm showing my ass. This is me showing Just my shutting ass. shutting it down. Yeah. Last episode of Thrifty. Yeah, hangs yeah, in the yeah. balance. So, vintage versus modern wrestling programs. All right. So, the vintage. We've got a... WWF WrestleMania 3 program with the sleeve. Now, this is from... WrestleMania 3 program with the sleeve. Yes. Uh, From March 29th, 1987 Mm -hmm. at the Pontiac Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. The year of our Lord. Uh, Apparently, uh, speaking of the Lord, someone that's pretty damn close to uh, God's status, Mean Gene Okerlund, uh, apparently... God rest his soul. Pour one out for me and Gene. Mm-hmm. Uh, announced that the attendance was 93,173 that night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the program in question features uh, known racist Hulk Hogan. Known racist. Mm-hmm. And uh, known uh, gentle giant Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. As they were the uh, main event that year. Yes, they were. And uh, just fun fact, just throwing it out there. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts face off against Honky Tonk Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mr. Roberts, uh, known Christian, a known alcoholic, mm-hmm. had Alice Cooper as his valet that night. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. I mean, I was, I was, I mean, I was one 
I was one year old, yeah. but I'm saying in the in retrospect in, we in, do remember. Yeah, in retrospect I do remember. I have that on VHS. Uh, it's funny. I the was the medium. I was trying <laughs> the the media format. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of what the uh, earliest WrestleMania I remember, and I believe it's nine because oh. I had that on VHS that I bought from uh, a Blockbuster blowout sale at the Expo Mart in Monroeville. WrestleMania 9 is the first WrestleMania I remember live. Okay. Because I, yes, I know all the other WrestleManias because I've seen them in retrospect. Right. But I remember being over, like, no shit, my grandma's friend Alan's house. There you go. Because my grandma worked at a radio station, which I often forget. That's fucking tight. Yeah, my grandma worked at a radio station. That's her picture right there. She's dead. Oh, hell yeah. But yeah, I have my dead grandma's picture above my mantle. But that was a, a... a chalk drawing of her uh, not chart a pastel pastel of her looks but good she worked at wixie radio with this gentleman named alan serena okay and i was at alan's house watching wrestlemania 9 so i saw like crush and doink the clown and that like the double doinks we saw that's no- a good lineup it's got uh undertaker versus giant gonzalez yeah and um uh, by dq the only wrestlemania victory that undertaker won by dq and I believe that? he was uh, ethered in that. He was ethered in it. <laughs> and then known racist uh, Hulk Hogan ruined the main event by coming out with a black eye and just winning over Yokozuna. Way you go, dickhead. Yeah, it sucked. So that was the vintage. Pitch the modern again? Yeah. You got it. So hit me with the modern. All right. So the modern is a WWE WrestleMania 34 program mm-hmm. from uh, April 8th, 2018. Uh, at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And uh, the cover features a whole bunch of people I do not recognize. Mm-hmm. So probably last year's cover probably had Charlotte Flair. I'm closing my eyes because I see it. Yeah. I see it behind the Charlotte Flair, AJ Styles, Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins. Shinsuke Nakamura was on that one too. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I think that's that. So that's last year. Yes. So that's one year removed. I'm so excited for Sunday. Thank you for this. Hey, you got it. Okay, so vintage versus modern wrestling programs. Um, I'm going to ask a couple of qualifying questions. Go ahead. So you said the vintage one came with a sleeve. Yes. Did the new one come with a sleeve? It did not. Okay. Um, how used are they? Um, like I evaluated, the shape. I evaluated the pictures. They're both pretty clean uh the the old one especially just because you know being mm-hmm. pretty much as old as i am it's mm-hmm. in pretty good shape which i wish i could say the same okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to go now before i said is either of them collector's edition i don't believe so no okay these prices i i, I don't think would reflect that okay i'm going to go vintage by nineteen dollars, okay, okay. Uh, you were correct. It is, it vintage. is the vintage. Okay, okay. Uh, vintage is seventy five dollars flat. Okay. Uh, so then the modern to be under my guys would okay, okay. So I yeah. You said what nineteen? Yeah, nineteen. So that'd be fifty six dollars. Yeah. Uh, thirty nine ninety nine. Okay, see, I didn't think that the vintage was going to be that much. Right. But I did think the modern was going to be around what you said. Yeah. So we got a difference of 3501. Okay, so, and I said 19. Yeah. So I'll you were take pretty it. close. I'll take it. Yeah, I just didn't want to fuck that one up. Yeah. I'll take the win. I'll take that. I'll take the W. Thrifty still lives. Thrifty still lives. So we both got one. 
Not bad. Both got one. All right. Now, this one is... <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, vintage versus modern, Greg. What say you? Dairy milker. Dairy. Okay. <laughs> milker now this one might be a little more interesting because i've uh i've been vegan for a good long while so i might not have uh, a good grasp on the uh the dairy uh mechanics yeah i tried to sandbag you let's be real it's an audio podcast but i did do the milking uh yeah. motion the 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 honest milking <laughs> motion not the machine milking I motion know. um so vintage versus modern dairy milker the vintage one is called the surge cow Okay. It's stainless steel, and it's from the Babson Brothers Company. That means nothing to me, but okay. And I think it would be fair to tell you it's not working. Okay. It does not work. Good to know. So somebody is out there in life selling a vintage dairy milker that's busted. Okay. And it said, in quotes, needs completely rebuilt. I was thinking there was probably a... a you know, a note or a post-it taped to it that says needs repairs. Yes. But I I will say like stainless steel, the new ones aren't stainless steel. I don't know what the new ones are, but they're not stainless steel. So the reason why these were collectible is because the stainless steel, I guess they don't do that anymore. I'm assuming because it's probably even worse than the ones they do now. I don't doubt it. Both suck. Um, (laughs) The new one just has like a gross name, oh, like no. like the crawfish. How it says like what did the crawfish shirt said like <laughs> this is worse. Oh well, not worse than the crawfish shirt, but the modern one is called uh, the pulsator. <laughs> <laughs> the pulsator for farm milking. I was thinking it was going to be something along the lines of like milk sucker or something like that. <laughs> milk, milk sucker 4000 or some shit. Yeah, it says on the box, on the box, pulsator for farm milking. Um, And there isn't anything. There's not really a lot of specifics. It seems, and why I say seems, because they didn't have a weight or anything on it, which you should do with eBay. Yeah. But it seems a lot smaller. Okay. And it's a, a lot more compact. So that's the modern dairy milker hmm okay um did the modern say what it was made out of at all no fuck and that's why i said that the vintage one when it was just like stainless steel it and i mean i don't know much i don't know anything about dairy milkers yeah but it seems like stainless steel was like everybody's like get the stainless steel ones but the modern one seems to be i guess the word for it is more comfortable looking um more comfortable looking but okay. it, is, it is it is smaller it's more convenient i guess i won't be asking a cow to 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 tell me the difference is. yeah yeah so mo- vintage versus modern dairy milker i'm going into this fairly confident based on the first round mm-hmm. um so i guess i'll set it up uh Oh, and the new one works before you answer. The new one works the old one doesn't okay that 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 changes it up a little bit Mm -hmm. um I'm gonna guess these are both over a hundred dollars. Okay. Okay. Um, knowing there's a collectability element to it, um, God, I don't really know because the stainless on the vintage is kind of throwing me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the functionality of the new one, the mm-hmm. the pulsator, yeah, <laughs> as it were, um, I feel like would probably up the value a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I might go with my gut initially and say the vintage for this one as well. Vintage. Um, 
I'm probably going to close the gap a little bit more than I thought because I was thinking maybe 50 or so, but I'm going to go with like 25. 25 vintage. Okay. I will say the Surge Cow Vintage Dairy Milker is $191. Okay. You feeling okay still? I'm feeling relatively okay. And you get two out of two. Hell yeah. The Modern Pulsator for Farm Milking, $25.99. Holy shit. (laughs) $25.99. Not as expensive as I thought. (laughs) No, but you still got the W. That's the most important part. We're all about Ws around here. You got... Two out of two, so it's right. a giant W. So throw those W's up because you are welcome at Vintage versus Modern. Hell yeah. So two for two. Nice. I've done two for two, I think, once. My second one here. Highly on brand for Neon Brainiacs and highly on brand for our upcoming episode with yours truly. Hit me with the hit me with the second one. So we're gonna go with uh Wes Craven's original, Hills Have Eyes one and two. Oh, I better get this one too. So the vintage, obviously going with VHS. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the original Hills Have Eyes was a Star Maker release. Forgot to get the release date on these. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second one, which we will be covering on our show this Wednesday, uh, is an HBO Canon release. Mm-hmm. The modern uh, is both films on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, uh, it's a 2016 Arrow video release. Okay. Uh, it's a 4K restoration. It's got six postcards on the inside, as well as a reversible fold-out poster. Yo, that's dope. Commentary you, did, by... Did, did you bid on it? I did not. Oh, that's sick, I'm not a. I'm not a DVD Blu-ray guy. The last Blu-ray I bought was the original RoboCop because oh, I found I it at Dollar Tree. I misunderstood. I thought oh, this was oh. the original. I was oh, like that. sorry. Okay. Yeah, these are the Blu-rays. Okay, okay, got the, you. The VHS, I had very little information on got for some you. reason. Got you. I understand now. So, yeah. Yeah. Original Hills Have Eyes, 1977 mm-hmm. Blu-ray from Arrow Release uh, in 2016. 4K restoration, six postcards. Uh, reversible fold-out poster commentary by Wes Craven and Peter Locke mm-hmm. uh, features an alternate ending and trailers and TV spots. Okay. Uh, and the second one uh, is a 2012 Kino Lorber Blu-ray release that literally has jack shit for special features except for trailers. Mm. Okay. 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 And these are both bundled Okay. on eBay. Yeah. You, I had some qualifying questions, but you did answer them. Okay. I'm going to go now. I I do have a price point in my mind. What I think they do go for. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it though. That's for <laughs> sure. Not yet. Don't show your hand just yet. I won't show my hand yet. But if you do tell me the prices and I am originally close, I will admit if I'm close or not. Hell yeah. I I'm going to go modern. By ten dollars, modern it is. Wow, that's perfect. We did two for two. Hell yeah! I don't think I don't think there's <laughs> ever been an episode where all four have been right. And I gotta say, these aren't exactly softball softball questions. No. So hit me with the deets on that. All right. So uh, the modern, you're getting two Blu-rays for fifty nine ninety four. Oh no, I was thinking thirty. Okay. I I I'll admit it now. And I think uh, <laughs> I think the first one. Uh, it may have been a steel book also because I think the the uh, the second one because let's face it that movie is number two mm-hmm. uh, was like sixteen bucks yeah but bundled together you're you're at almost sixty dollars 
the vintage uh both films on vhs 12.99 so you got a difference of 46.95 46.95 difference see i was thinking the modern was going to be yeah yeah i had the price points way off in my head yeah way off in my head but i still got the w I still oh, yeah. got the W. That's, That's all that matters. Four. That's four in a row. I almost wish I had more. So yeah. we would just go <laughs> just until see we, how long we can go. up. But that would be the thing. We'd do another one and it would just be way off. Yeah. Way off. <laughs> so my usual co-host, Josh Last Call Larkin, wish he was here because he usually kills me on this. Yeah. I've been doing some research, I guess. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if anybody could predict a lice comb and a dairy milker. I was trying to skunk you. I yeah. I I certainly um, you know, when you said lice comb, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was vintage versus modern for this week. And before we get the heck out of here, um, as we've been talking about, as if you follow Thrifty Podcast or Neon Brainiacs, you've seen on social media that podcast night at the Tolma is going to be Friday, April the twelfth. And um, if this is downloaded on Sunday, it's coming up this Friday. So this Friday, April 12th. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Ask for address, especially if you're in the western Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania area. Actually, I've heard somebody that's traveling to PNAT, too. Ooh. So there's going to be some traveling folks this time. We better make it good, then. (laughs) Yeah, I'm hoping. Um, But uh, it's going to be with Neon Brainiacs, Thrifty, and Start the Beat with Sykes, who we've been putting over all night. Um, Find the event on Facebook. Ask for address. No cops, no presidents. Yes. No presidents. (laughs) And that was Greg's. If you've seen any of the social media that I've been posting about this, the message that I got that said for the peanut two flyer put no presidents. That was Greg. But I don't want to put that on there just in case cops would come to your door. Yeah, Hmm? it's fine. Do you have any plugs? Um. Just check out Neon Brainiacs. Um, new episodes go up every Wednesday. You can find them wherever you download podcasts except for Spotify. Um, or maybe Spotify. Or, yeah, maybe by the time this goes live, <laughs> maybe we'll get approved. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And this is the the first time you were on Thrifty Podcast. We were just getting to know one another. It was the first time we ever like met. It's the first time we ever met. And definitely from that point on... I knew with this podcast network we're putting together that we were like a good match. We had so much fun that night. If a stranger is going to come to somebody's weird attic that wasn't even (laughs) in my own home, it wasn't even my own house, I knew that we were going to be friends with this. Something something, uh, forges friendships like, you know, finding pornography in an old piano. Uh huh. Name me something better. Yeah. Name me something better. You can't. Mm-hmm. And I also want to give a shout out to our sponsors over at Commonwealth Press, cwpress.com. Promo code Thrifty Podcast will give you 12 free shirts when you order 50. That's a good deal. Order 50 shirts, get 12 free. Thrifty Podcast, cwpress.com. Commonwealth Press, the softest shirts in America, and they don't say that I do. <laughs> Um, what else? Of course, a special shout out to Bluffs for Alternate Reality, the theme to our show for many reasons. Bluffs just re- released a brand new album. Bluffs just put out Hoax. 
the video. It's actually called The Hoax. Um, so look up Bluffs, The Hoax on YouTube.com, the website. It's a kick-ass video. Thanks so much for Steve for uh, being a part of the show every week without you sitting next to me. <laughs> now, did I hear correctly? Are we going to get a little Steve Barris uh, appearance at Peanut 2? I think Steve Barris might be at Peanut 2. Cross your fingers, fingers that they will be in attendance. Um, but as always, share the show, like and subscribe for Thrifty Podcast. Give us a five-star review. Um, we're creeping closer to five stars overall on iTunes, but those uh, one-star reviews for too much swearing. They tried. Keep holding us down. <laughs> keep holding us down. But thank you again to Greg for coming out thrifting today. Hope you had fun. I and, absolutely did. And for everybody else, get roached. Get roached.